Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey man, it's Kevin Smith, the guy who feels everything he says is so important that he's got six podcasts to his name. And you're listening to Hey Fam, another podcast he's trying to get his elbow inside of, man. Spread his voice around like a virus. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name is Angus. And this week... Angus went to Drake. Angus watched second season of Stranger Things, and all I've been doing is playing Mario Odyssey. So it's like everything's the same. <laughs> everything's the same. Do you think we saw jockier? If you're noticing a jockier, I think the tougher the audiophilic term is timbre in our voice. It is because uh, we are once again at the sports bar. We're recording at uh, the New one South and only Wales sports bar. Number one. I see so many screens. It looks like the end of the Matrix Reloaded. Which um, they're showing some Ric Flair clips up on that. There's Ric Flair. There's some quarterbacks. There's some hockey. <laughs> some hockey. Who in their right mind would watch hockey in Australia? Us, us. And that's that's why we're crazy, and that's why you keep coming back to listen to us. That's what that's what I know. Um, um, I love uh, recording here. I love recording here too, and I love when we're recording here when there's nobody here. Sometimes we have to be. We almost do it in like a cone of silence, except there's no cone and it's not silent. We have to ignore everyone around us while people just kind of stare at us and they're like, oh, is this a, um, yeah, what are they doing this is a current there? affair, like um, takedown of pub food or so? You know what I mean? Like the staff looks worried and then like the people sitting near us looks worried. It's just like varying degrees of people getting worried. And no, we're just talking about fucking Spider-Man in movies <laughs> and when and who owns him. And like, that's that's what it is. Don't worry. If HeyFam was like a big like 80s Hollywood blockbuster, <laughs> yeah. the end of the HeyFam movie would be us. Buying the sports bar. Oh my god, it's so true. It going out of business and us having nowhere to record, and I then having it. us to put on like a charity show yes. so we could buy it and record here. And then like we have to do it, and then we made a developer, and we think he's really great, but he has ulterior motives. And then in the end, we win. And then and the like, it's Wayne's World too. Yeah, but, but <laughs> the, um, Wayne stuff. The, there's like a lady who who owns a sports bar. Yeah, and like everyone's really worried about what's going to happen to her. And then we buy it. And Fine, she's, I will she's sleep so, with her to get the deed. She's so worried about like what the new owners are going to do, and and they're like, oh, she finds out that it's us, and they're like, yep. well, what what are you going to do now? And we're like, Gladys. Don't change a thing. And then Entourage theme plays the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Also, because we're nice guys, she now becomes the manager or something. She gets a oh, pay hey rise. Fan. Yeah. And she manages the bar still or something. I don't know. But she, was, she was the owner. Now we're the owner. Oh, no. Now we demoted her to managing yeah. the bar. <laughs> there was a clause in her contract which said if two guys with uh, A's in their first name, in their first letter. Well, she gets the podcast. We get the bar. Yeah. You go. Yeah. 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 I like that. You know, some workplaces <laughs> encourage like... 
the, the secretary being the boss and stuff like that for one day and getting to see how the other side lives, which I'm sure is definitely happened in real life and not just a trope of sitcoms a la this film. We could do that with her. Okay. Her podcast becomes a runaway hit, then we don't know. This is a, like a franchise. Yeah. And who owns Spider-Man? That's... <laughs> At the end of the Hey Fan movie, we, we find out who owns who Spider-Man. Owns Spider-Man. It's, it's riveting stuff, guys. Coming Here's out the thing. Disney, Sony, everyone's listening. They don't know who owns him right now. 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty yeah. good. That's better than most movies starring Ben Affleck directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not a film critic, but I'm, I'm, I'm playing my cards right. Two weeks until Justice League comes out, Angus. Uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now next topic. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to see it the, night, the day before it comes out. Yeah. Go, yeah. go back to your house. Record those immediate thoughts. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of just... Put, put the episode in, in, in an envelope now, um, and send it to all of our listeners' ears. But not until we do something to that envelope. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fill her up with some good old <laughs> bonk. Is that where we hit the sound effect? The splooge. Yeah, the yeah. splooge. Uh, sorry, this isn't Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. <laughs> that, 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 we're banned from making banned Kevin from Smith references. Well, even yeah. though he was in the news related to something we talked about last week. What was he into news this week? Kevin Smith apparently inspired the new direction that Thor Ragnarok took because Chris Hemsworth heard That's right. Kevin complaining about uh, like that Thor's like this like you know boring long haired dildo. It's it's weird, isn't it? The moment these two Anglo fuckboys start talking about Kevin Smith on a particular podcast, he's popping up in the news every week since we've stopped. He did it the week before because he's giving all his Merrimax um, earnings to a particular charity that looks after women in Hollywood. Uh, not run by Harvey Weinstein, which was my first immediate worry. No, separate. And also now this. I mean, what's next? What's next? What is next? I don't know. Uh, he tells us who owns Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he would know. He'd cry. Oh, and also this week, there was like a comedy website which did a compilation of Kevin Smith crying videos. Was not on Vogue, in Vogue until like, I think, a month ago when we started doing that first. It's weird. Like, I don't want to say we're trendsetters, but we did it first. You can. You can yeah. say, save it for the movie, which oh, well, is called Hey Fam, we The Trendsetters. Oh, The Trendsetters, Colin, we did it for... No, that's the slogan, we did it first. No, the slogan is, who owns Spider-Man? <laughs> Only these two guys and a 30-day closure of the local spots. They, these guys have 30 days to stop a sports bar from closing or they won't find out who owns Spider-Man. <laughs> One of our f- talented listeners should mock up a poster of this. <laughs> so, what, what, what described the poster? It's you and me, like... Shrugging, mugging, I don't know. Like the, but like it has to be one of those beautiful um, drawn... Like a Drew Struzan poster from the 80s. Yeah, that's you want right. that classic yeah. style, sure. Like okay. the Lampoon movies I agree, stuff, yeah, yeah. House. It's you and I in the middle. If we're going for the lamp, uh, National Lampoon, you and I are doing like the Chevy muscular like holding of the sports bar maybe. Like we're balancing on our hands. There's okay. microphones in holsters or something. Yep. Um, Spider-Man, some with a newspaper article that says like, who owns Spider-Man? And, he's, and then him shrugging on the front. But like, he's got a question mark on his face. He's got a question mark on his face. Instead of who is Spider-Man, it's just who owns him. Kevin Smith is there for some reason. Kevin Smith is crying. there. Maybe he's almost like an Obi-Wan ghost figure in the clouds, like looking down on us with a tear in his eye. Um, no, in, the, in the background, like you know how there's those, those memes being made now about all the Star Wars posters that are like, they always put the bad guy yeah. in the background oh, about yes. Luke. Yeah, like, Kevin yeah. Smith's in the background of ours. I like that. I like that. Crying. Crying, creating rain. If you are a religious person, if he is our God, his tears are uh, filling the soil. I don't know who else would be in there. It's a pretty lonely podcast. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Your cat can do a shit at some yeah, point. Yeah, Tommy Dasolo somewhere. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's a great brief. Uh, go out and do it, artists. Make if, this real. Yep, you can join our exclusive Patreon 
uh, normally you have to pay to get in, uh, but if you if you draw this for us and we are happy with it, you of can, a high caliber, of a high caliber, we will we will send you back like uh, tips. I will be grading these fonts adjustments with a with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, make sure the fonts are up to Angus's scratch. Cause just get, get, tell him a font. Just uh, look, nothing, nothing. I only want serif fonts. Fonts. I will say that serif only. No wingdings. Wingding. Keep your wingdings where they belong. No chalk in your fucking pocket. Chalk uh, is like the secret worst font. Chalk is kind of like the comic sans of a new generation. It's like that's not chalk. You didn't use chalk to do that. It's a lie. It's, it's a lie. I hate liars. Uh, yeah, that poster sounds good. Yeah, cool. That was a pro, like, I reckon a new best intro to an episode. Have we recorded? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. See, it's stuff like that that keeps you guys coming back. Um, <laughs> just, the, just feeling lost within three minutes. It's of, a sports of bar. It's, it's hella rock and roll playing. It's just, it's, I feel at the best when there's hard rock playing. That's right. When I'm making a hard rock podcast. Um, I, I like listening back and actually going, oh, you can actually hear the music in the background sometimes. It's great. Yeah. You know, there's like film producers probably trying to capture this ambience for their films and they're like, how do we get it to sound like a real sports bar? It's like, you idiots, you should have come to us. Um, I wonder if I'll ever get sued for like featuring all of Led I'd Zeppelin's back catalogue in our podcast. I'd love it if we get sued by Robert Plant next yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. I was reading today that there was an article that said how Taika Waititi got immigrant song oh really because I, I, I asked it. last week yeah I know and I'm like I should read this I didn't but it made me realise now I know why they played it twice because I reckon the answer was it was heaps expensive <laughs> you know there's like it was in twi- two scenes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like obviously they were just like we could use another song or we've got this like seven figure baby that you've only it just plays for the entire movie the whole movie yeah has he immigrated yet yeah is this a metaphor no it's just a cool song and now we're pretending the movie's about immigrants no it works uh, that was last week. So I thought we would spend the bulk of today's episode uh, talking at length about Super Mario Odyssey. Maybe Look, you heard us talk about it at length last week. This week we're going way more in depth. We're going to do spoilers yeah. later on, we, much later in the episode. It was hard for us to not go there last week. We, we were restrained. You were very restrained, Angus. Yeah, yep. you love to spoil. Yeah, I love to spoil. It's my thing. I'm the spoiler. The 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 the, the bat girl everyone likes. Yeah. Stephanie. What's her Stephanie name? Brown. You're Stephanie, Stephanie Brown. Brown fam. Stephanie Brown. Taint area. <laughs> <laughs> clit and Stephanie Clit slash Brown slash Tain area. That's who I am. Join me as the fucking spoiler, please. Perfect. The poster. God, they, they just keep coming. I am the spoiler. I'm not the spoiler. I just get excited. I, I don't. Want, I don't do it to make. You, you spoil from a good place. Yeah, it's just like maybe you can't afford Mario Odyssey, so I'm going to just tell you what it's like. So before we get there, Angus, I want to talk to you sure. about something that you did last night. Yes, um, I partook in a huge, huge uh, cultural event in Sydney. Uh, in Olympic Park <laughs> and no it was not a lighting of a torch and it wasn't a marathon uh, race it was seeing the Canadian artist Drake perform the first of his three sold out shows at an arena there and you and I went to the last Drake show we didn't go together I feel like everyone that I know in Sydney yeah. went to that last Drake show and, and I feel like you were, you were the only one that went last night yeah, um, yeah. I thought that too I'm not sure that what that says <laughs> um, that I'm loyal <laughs> Then maybe my priorities are a bit different to other people's. Maybe there's no right or wrong answer here. But I was the only one that went back. Um, the show was incredible. So I, I thought exactly the same after the last show. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you some highlights from Hit the me. last show. Um, his general stage presence and cadence was just He's so warm. And He's like a yeah. Rat Pack member. Like yeah, he's 100%. talking to the audience. Like you can tell this kid grew up in the institution of film entertainment. Like he is a seasoned pro. I'm thinking of these indie bands I'm seeing, and they're, they're, they're so rude. They won't even take the cigarettes out of their mouth the whole show, and they're staring at their feet. And I'm like, what? Yeah, why would, the showman. He why was. would I go there now yeah. after seeing Drake, who's literally? 
asking you if you're okay, basically. Like someone like in, in the vet far back, he'd point out their outfit and make a comment on it. And no one knew if he was actually pointing well, at an actual outfit. But you'll uh, be pleased to know, no shit, I timed it. He did that for 15 minutes last night. As Passion <laughs> Fruit was like breaking down, he just did it. He went all over. Oh, of course, the famous 15-minute Passion Fruit breakdown. I see you. I see you over there with the blah, blah shirt. I know that you're... And he just... He started asking couples how long they'd been together. Like, it was true Vegas hours. That's amazing. It was like Barry White... From Canada. It was um, insane. But the actual highlight, so much so that um, when this tour was announced, um, my friend Christopher Kevin Al, who uh, is the editor of a website called Life Without End, Andy, wrote to me and was like, hey, can you find all your tweets that you did about Drake on the trapeze yes. last time? Uh, and then I didn't realize, but I did about 20 t- tweets and Instagram posts about Drake on the trapeze. He was wearing a, for those who weren't there, Drake, uh, for it's like the sad part of the last show when Marvin's Room, etc. was playing. He'd get on this trapeze and he was wearing a Wallabies jersey. Like, it's one of the most surreal moments. I know people say like, like Aussie yeah. biting the bat heads, like one of those moments of stage things that goes out. This is better than that. Yep. And then he just flew above us he was, all. Yeah, he was wearing like an Australian rugby jersey. Has no idea what it means. No. No, no idea what sport it was. Was just like, good guy, Drake. Like, I want to show these people. I'm part of them He's the boss That wears jeans on a Friday You know what I mean He's like I am just like these people And then he's flying around And he just Yeah it was insane And like When when you go to a massive show like this You, you look around You try and get hints Of what's to come And yeah. everyone saw trapeze. This trapeze Hanging from the ceiling And I'm like They must be saving that For the pink show next week You know <laughs> but Nope No sure enough Drake You know what I would have loved If it was for the pink show And he's like I got this And just like did it And they're like Drake don't You're gonna die And he's like No no trust me If pink can do it Drake can do <laughs> it Yeah I love that um, we should point out that um, on that tour, previous guest Joyride was the yes. support act. We spoke about that, I think, on our podcast. Do we? Yeah. I just remember speaking about memes that no one else cares about. I think we spoke about that on their those, one. Those episodes are weirdly popular with, with, with the fans. It's weird. It is weird. I think they like how weird it gets. I think that we spoke about it on their episode. Right. Yeah. I do remember us having microphones near our mouths and all of us in a room talking about it, which is not like something ordinary. that happens. No. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the show last night. So the stage setup's insane. Last time we saw Drake, it was your traditional, uh, you know, stage at one end and everybody kind of sits or cranes their necks from the other. This is very much, you know, I saw the same Pablo Kanye West show last year with a flying stage, which, you know, shifts the paradigm, I guess, of what a live show experience can be, that there is no fixed stage. This is like a natural extension of that. It's in the middle. It's a, good, a, hu- it's a huge circular stage in the middle. Then off it are two smaller circular stages, like almost 20 metres from the original one and so it was amazing it was almost, there was this big everyone was kind of wondering what the fuck's going on how Drake's going to enter and then there was like you know an ET at the end where there's that tunnel that goes from their house to like the van yeah. one of those was brought into the venue <laughs> which I can only assume is how Drake got in and then like um, yeah it was we were like what's that and then people like just kissing that thing like this is before the show even started like That's 20 minutes so weird so it kind of looks like this and it's just like this big circular stage. And then smoke started rising from the middle. Wow. Now I couldn't see a hole in it. And then out of nowhere, Drake appeared. <laughs> <laughs> so he's already gone like full-blown budget. And I was like, this is pretty cool. It's great. Then basically there was fireworks inside the, the show. Like when I see fireworks inside a building, I get excited. Because I know that's Excited probably, or terrified? Just excited. Yeah, no, I'm still at the stage where it's exciting. But as every song went, the lighting just got crazier. And created like these insane things. It was like a full spe- spectacle to the point where at one stage these balls started dropping that are timed on strings. And the whole show became about these hundreds of tiny little balls which would illuminate 
that sometimes they would form a roof around him. Sometimes they would like form like DNA designs around him. Like, That's insane. How it cool. It was insane. And then like this shit, which actually looks like, I'm showing Levin's a photo now. It looks like something out of Blade Runner or yeah, 100%, like yeah. Kanye show or something. All, so the, all the balloons have like formed like this bizarre kind of like v? robot pattern. Yeah. MV. And then like the lights were like, oh man, I know this sounds super basic. I wasn't, I didn't realize it would be that this much of a technical step up. This no, is crazy. it's insane. Like stuff like curvy, like spinning lights. So they were constantly moving as well. And, they, and then he had a dance-off. He had two... When he did his, like, dance hall section, he had two, uh, two dancers on stage and, like, stopped the show and they did a proper dance-off, which the audience did. Like, it, was, it was insane. It was, that rules. Then at the end of the night, this, like... He went down. He disappeared. He said, I'm going to give you guys a breather. But over the course of a minute, they blew up this huge balloon and then it became this almost, like, planet in the middle of the stage. And so for the final bit of the show, he just kind of played around this, like, tiny stage and, like, ran around. Tiny planet, a huge tiny planet, sorry, and it would change for colors. different colors. And yeah, it was moving. Amazing. It was like uh, what song was that for? Um, so it was the last bit of the set. So it was kind of when he was touching on. I've got a playlist here because I, I love to be prepared. Yeah, so you knew every song that was coming up. I didn't. I didn't. I always played this on shuffle, but I just wanted to. This was from like um, pop style onwards. So it was kind of like tough Drake. He was doing like know yourself energy, but it was it suited it. It was great. But yeah, the stage was one of the most impressive things I've seen. It was like two and a half hours. It looks like the Odyssey. For no Mario support. Odyssey. Well, that was what I wanted to say. The whole yep. night, there's this huge golden orb towards the end of the night in the middle of the stage, and this little guy running around it. <laughs> All I could see, I was just like, "This is motherfucking Odyssey." Drake's got 120 moons. He's powered up, and he's gone to the moon. How many uh, how many moons do you reckon Drake has? You you asked our our, our, our Hey Fam Hot Takes chat yeah. how, if you think Drake has a switch. I honestly think he does. He seems like the type of guy who's got. I reckon it. he's got a switch, but I reckon he only plays FIFA on it. He's a huge NBA fan as well. Right. Raptors. Uh, he's like a Raptors um, ambassador, so I definitely think he has a Raptors, and I reckon he's got Raptors skins for his Joy Cons, like custom jobs. So do you reckon um, it was be- a better Drake show than last time? See, the last one has the benefit of it being the first time Drake was ever in the country, but and, as and a the result fact of that, you were surrounded by everyone you knew. Yeah, and I also went. I failed to mention I went to that show to and from in a stretch Hummer. Yeah, with uh, previous guest Louis McCurdy. Yeah, so that was like a massive experience. But I found that show while it was great. He was trying to play five albums worth of stuff, and for me, he wasn't picking all the songs I wanted. He really focused on he thank did, like, me medleys later a lot. of old songs too. Yeah, yeah, where this was like he even started playing. What did he start playing? He started playing like a huge song. Like it might have been worse behavior. And he's like, no, nah, I did this one last show. He's like, we're only doing new stuff you guys haven't heard before. Awesome. And I was kind of like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like he was literally doing stuff. He started and then p- pulled it. And he's like, did that in 2015. We're just doing all new stuff. You guys don't want to hear that. You want to hear that? No, he started um, Take Care. Oh, right. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, you guys already heard that. He's like, I played this last time. Let's do the, let's do the new one. And then he went into um, Too Good. Too Good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So he was like self-referential. Like honestly the set list would have been meticulously studied and it was just all new stuff. So stuff, when we saw him, the week before his mixtape, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late, it came out. Just came out, and he right. didn't play anything off it? No, oh, he did. He did a little, me- he did a little bunch At of songs end, in the middle. At the end, I think it played He did Legend. Energy and he did um, Know That's Yourself. Right. And, uh, you're right. Yeah. And that was the tip of it. But since then, we've had like, including that, three albums. Which so it was wild. pretty heavy on that. Yeah. Yeah, which was great. That's sick. Yeah, it was a really good show and I was just like, man, these shows are getting so rare. Like, you have to be either a fucking member of the Beatles or Led Zeppelin 
or like a huge hip hop star now. Like, like Rihanna's still the best show I've ever seen. Rihanna, like I know Beyonce's show is supposed to be like ridiculous. I wish I saw it. I wish I saw Rihanna's. And like Kanye, like these people have to do spectacles now. And I, see, I, saw I Justin, appreciate that. Justin Timberlake years ago, and he did that thing, the disappearing the McDonald's tour. He, he would be on. He would be. He was loving it. <laughs> he, um, were you loving it? <laughs> he, I was loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Contractually, we were all. Loving we, we were all loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hey Fam actually is loving it as of last week. I uh, would like to say. Oh, uh, we are. We are loving it. Okay. Right. We'll. we'll, we'll We've got to somehow incorporate just a couple of two two golden arches somehow in our design, our mandate. Try I and suddenly it will just be like May, May yeah, fam. Yeah, May fam. Yeah. Just a big M. Or the hey fam on the Oh, M. the M in there. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. And then maybe the, I think we have to drop the enjoy your morning. Uh, and now it becomes a uh, I'm loving it. No, no. It becomes I'm loving en- your enjoy your McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. New catchphrase. Uh, oh, sorry. Remind me last night. Shout outs to Hey Family member Roger who spied me in uh, Lion. Uh, he came up and told me to enjoy my morning at the Drake show. He should have told you to enjoy your McDonald's breakfast. Well, he, he didn't know about this news yet, so I just got off a very heated conversation with the board at the uh, yeah, old McDonald's. I'll, I'll call him that for now. I won't say who it is. Old McDonald's. Old McDonald's farm. Yeah. And uh, he, he was unaware, but yeah, I'm sure he will, you know, the next Drake show, he will adjust his... Uh, sponsor specific well wishing so when I saw Justin Timberlake he did that thing he had he had a pretty much similar stage layout to sure. Drake with like the, the kind of big thing in the middle and then two either side I'm a fan but of he, that but he would disappear like he would like drop out of a, down a hole come out different costumes and then like suddenly come out different costume but like 10 seconds later on the entire other side of the stage Just, I don't know, that's I don't what know Drake, Drake did, did like four costume yeah. changes and each time he came back it was variations of like tracksuit pants <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why are you bothering? It's great, but why are you bothering? What, did the Wallabies jersey make a comeback? No, there was no sports. Uh, no sports. No sports related small talk. I think, I think he... No Drake's sports a pretty savvy dude on the web, and I think he saw the it's ridiculousness. Sports yeah, no sports. Just he knew that the biggest thing in sports this week would be us in the sports bar. Did he wear the Do It To Him t-shirt? No, but uh, he did the Hotline Bling dance during Hotline Bling, which I'm just like, he knows what he's doing. And he was doing like the, the bad parts of that dance, like... When I say bad, I mean, like, the ridiculous part. So, look, he's a really self-referential meme. Like, we know that. He did that, you know, one show he projected all memes, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's kind of the hey fam of the rap game. I, I would love to interview the members of his entourage, the OVO crew. 40. Did he bring any out? No, he L- didn't. Who did he bring out last time, that guy? He had Future the Prince, like, DJ the show, like, as his, like, on-show DJ. But last time he brought out, like, OVO Brian. That's right. If, uh, Who's like a white rapper who, yeah. who doesn't, hasn't really done much. It seemed crewless. Yeah. Yeah. But he uh, was loving the crew, <laughs> which he did play last night. <laughs> That's a good song. Yeah, it's a great song. Then, you know, he patched things up with The weekend. He said, big love to The weekend," which was nice. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, so not a scary show last night. Just getting home. And this is, again, I don't want to go into it Sydney specific, but fuck how tra- public transport is garbage when you've got... It, it oh, was just one train that particular area. Like yeah, and we used to have a... So for those who don't know, it's in an area that's kind of outside of the CBD. It's at least two trains or three trains. Or it's between my house and Angus's house. Yeah, it's smack bang in the middle. But these events would used to be right in the city where it was quite easy to get transport to or, you know, if you work in the city, you'd walk to it or something. But now that building was knocked down and I think is in its second year of reconstruction, the entertainment center, like the big... Yeah, that's right. We used to be the big venue. And so I think this is a stopgap. Well, is it, I feel like the, the like entertainment center is going to be bigger than this. Is it really right? Yeah. So every, every, everyone does it all in the different stadiums of the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, and this just it's it's what what blew my mind ground. was there was like one train. There's twenty thousand people in there, and we all had just it was the last train to get back to Lidcombe. It would go, and then we all had to make our way from Lidcombe. So I had to go past my house to like Central, and then get another train to go back. Really? Yeah, because we were like we're, we're saving for Japan, and we're like anytime we get lazy, and go like let's Uber. We'd be like. 
let's just public transport. And then it was like, fuck, it was like, couldn't big, you have just gone, big day out when you were crammed on that oh, train? You, you can't just go to Lincoln to no, oh, it was Lincoln, express Ashfield, at that stage. Stra- it doesn't, oh, right, it doesn't yeah, go fine. to it. It was insane. That's wild. Yeah, it was. It was, and I was just like, oh, I'm so what's write. your address? <laughs> we got all, we got pretty close. Sure, I've got the uh, latitude or longitude. Wait, wait, which one do you start with? Just share, um, just share your uh, your location. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this. I get why we're going out there, but also, man, if you're trying to champion public transport, like have fucking buses and trains going every five minutes. <sighs> what was scarier, Angus, getting home or Stranger Things season two? Uh, just realizing that I again, the scariest thing was that I was the only one returning to this concert. <laughs> It'd be like if there was an eighth Harry Potter book and it was only Ron and he just went back to the school and was wondering where the other people or were. Or if there was an eighth Harry Potter book and you were the only person in the world who read it. Yeah. It was <laughs> and you're like, why isn't anyone else reading this eighth Harry Potter but book? But I get it. You didn't have... No, you had one kid last night. Yeah, just, it was being pregnant. Uh, she was pregnant when we went to, when we went to Rihanna. That's right. But uh, Archie, you Archie was because of the Drake show and then she was pregnant. No, Drake was after Rihanna. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Either way, Drake and Rihanna they had something to do with it. Um, Stranger Things too. Again, I, it takes a lot to scare me. Let's talk about public it, transport. Scares me more than horror films. I've only watched one episode of Stranger Things because it scared my wife. It did it really too much? Yeah. To me, it's that that, that nice <laughs> that nice nostalgia scare. It's not. Yeah, like, I, I I didn't find it spooky at all. It's like, like Spielberg scare. She got really angry at me for getting her very invested in Legion without telling her that there were going to be horror elements to it. Look, Legion's much scarier, I dare say. Oh really? Um, I find psychological stuff scarier, like when it's yeah. mind and stuff. Where this was very much like big bads like have big monsters uh, no thanks for reminding me yeah. that's great I have a whole season of a show to watch which is a great show you got show. like halfway through it I think yeah I'm going to start again though I, yeah you, I know, you have to you know me I'm the, I have to start from the start to. A I was thinking show. about that recently because we, we, you, you touch on the fact that I balance many shows video games it's great all the time I think it's because of comic books because you have to wait I'm week so, by week. Exactly. I'm, so you, I'm so used to reading, like, you know, like even before I did serious issues, yeah, wow. I was still reading. You're a comic book guy, you're a trade like, paperback dude. That's right, you know 20, what I mean? 20 different kind of stories at once. You're a trade paperback dude or a comic dude. I get it. I yeah. love it. I think that's a great analogy. Um, Stranger Things 2 is great. I, you know, I, I'm still, I, I had the benefit or almost not the benefit of rewatching one right before. So I spent like. 20 hours with these characters and I hate doing that because when it ends I feel like <laughs> the characters in this show is what makes it I so think you do watch the, you re-watch the first I did. season first and I'm glad I did because there's some That's payoff classic Angus Trust it's too. a classic me it's like it's you know it's popping on Star Wars it's November ooh what's out next month every weekend we're gonna watch one which is exactly what I'm doing you're the worst and, you know soon I'm gonna have to start in fucking March yes. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> there's gonna be so many as if you don't wanna rewatch every Star Wars before eh? that's the best yeah even though I know them inside out uh, yeah, some better than some, and you know, but but even the first three, you got to do it, man. <laughs> you, you don't. Like, you skipping, you skipping the, the, the chapters when you read a book. This is the third year in a row that I've asked you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not changing. Um, yeah, it was. I, I I think what makes this show, and it's hard because you haven't seen it, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. It's I will watch it at some point. I almost watched it when I was in hospital for those three days earlier in the year, but I watched. Uh, Castlevania instead. Yeah, I bet you regret that. No, I loved that. No, but I mean, straight. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Castlevania okay, anime good. actually gets really, really good. Okay, I'll stick with it. I watched the first one. I was like, Meh. the first episode's the worst. Yeah. Well, Stranger Things first episode is not the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Stranger Things season two episode is not the worst either. It's just the writing's great. Um, you know, you can see what they're doing. It's really easy to get cynical about the nostalgia thing because it means like, oh look, uh, I, I lived in the '80s. I know what this means. But without those characters. I, that would be my number one criticism, but these characters are so good. The actors are great. They sell it. The fact they're all, besides Winona Ryder and whatever, my DMs are open there. No one else is a big actor on this show. 
basically. Like, Matthew Modine's not a huge actor. He's like a B-grade actor. Paul Reiser's, you know, not a big actor. He was-ish, not even, but... That about you is pretty enormous. Yeah, but I mean, that was 20 years ago now. And I kept thinking that while watching this. I was like, fuck, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Why am I going to the Drake show when no one else is? <laughs> this As is a real... Dance until the final frontier. Because I'm mad about, mad about you. you, baby. I want to... Should we do a remix of the Mad About You theme? Or should we do... After the success of Dude Ranch, should we do a Mad About You night? <laughs> Where we get coffee and we wear sweaters and we sit in our apartments and play music, like and jazz. Fa- Phoebe from Friends is yeah, our coffee. Yeah, we play like free, free association jazz and stuff. Is that what they did? I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. But I couldn't music. tell you the plot. I used to watch that show a lot when I was a kid. I couldn't tell Same, you the Same, it came plot. straight after Seinfeld. Helen Hunt. What's Helen Hunt doing now? Probably being a bit of a Helen Cunt from one of her shows. Pretty hard to work with. <laughs> Really? That's what I heard. But again, it's probably it's Paul Rise tell you one of, one of your, one of your <laughs> it's in the deleted scenes on Strange yeah. things too. Um, I don't know. After as good as it gets, I'm pretty sure it was as good as it got for her. She didn't really do anything. This guy is just coming through with the uh, 997 based zingers. I guess her career was a real Twister, <laughs> uh, game of Twister, and she got right hand blue. Mad about you. Um, yeah, no, uh, look, I think you should watch it. I don't want to talk about it without you watching it. But how did it stack up to the first season, do you think? Because a, 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 a lot of people... I find these really two halves of a whole. Well, I mean, you said after the first one that I remember you saying that you didn't really want a second season because it felt like such a complete package, that first season. Yeah, yeah. I think the way it was written was there is a package that it could have left that. And I think reading interviews with the guys, the Duffer brothers, they were like, we wrote it as that because if we knew it was going to be big, they kind of wrote it with a... An ending that gives you a little bit of hope. It's like one of those classic endings. It's the ending of season one's akin to the the fidget spinner at the end of um, Inception. Of course, you know what I mean. Like, and it's like, uh, will they? Won't they? Or yeah, that type of thing. So it worked as a standalone. But you know, the opening scene of Inception to Inception, I would have been someone coming and going, putting their hand on it, and being like, right, stop that shit spinning. Let's get the gang butt together. You know what I mean? It like left it open, kind of. Sure. But it also works as a nice, like, ooh, mysterious thing. they did. There is a particular thing that happens in the season one, last episode, which they said they had to answer. Which, if they didn't, they think they they felt it was cheap. So in a way, this one particular scene in a bathroom, so even a big moment, is what sets up all of season two. They're like, it's bad if we don't address that, which I kind of appreciate. Okay, cool. Yeah, and so they kind of it grew out of that. So it's you know things which are spoken about in season one happen in season two as well and have all these kid actors gotten better at acting yeah definitely and it's past that stage it's like i was thinking it's like the first harry potter movie where it's like hermione's the nerd ron's the like the the silly one and harry's this one and then by the second and third movie there's no setting up these characters because you know who they are season two seemed like that they could just hit that ground running and yeah and there's some amazing new dynamics so they pair particular characters um i people who've watched will know but they pair characters who have never been in the same room almost in the last season as like people they kind of it does the Empire Strikes Back thing of splitting up characters and putting them together yeah that's great with people they don't have to be with and it just it just makes for better writing and it makes you know you can can see why people do that it's the easiest way to make your character develop as well and they're just great examples of that and I found this one touched on like the first one was very Spielberg and this one remains Spielberg but it had like elements of Jurassic Park Aliens and Gremlins Oh, amazing. And ET, I found. Like, yeah. This, and I, I just saw, you could see what they did with the budget. It wasn't too much, like, of, you know, garish special effects because it was there. But the budget was, yeah, you could see they were just, I don't know. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I'm, I'm still glad you it liked sit. it. Yeah. There was one episode in particular. Again, I don't want to go into it again. People have watched it. We'll know. And it's quite decisive. It's dividing a lot of people. 
I can see why it was there, but I do think it was the weakest episode of the season. Okay. It's like well, a bottle episode. When I finally episode. watch it, like, four, four years from now, yeah. we can talk about it at It's length. a bottle episode. It's set somewhere else with only one character, and it's just kind of like... It reminds me of a sneaky network wave trying to start a like new series. Oh right, yeah. But I know sure. they're not doing this. Yeah, well, are, they, are they planning a third series now? Oh, they plan. They've got two five done, and they're gonna do I think four or five seasons and call it a day. And a movie. And a movie. And Dan Harmon's gonna make us. Then they're gonna do real L's, and we want to all be real elevens and be smart psychic people who want egos. Egos were the original Szechuan sauce. I'm saying it now. <laughs> and pickle Winona Ryder. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to think of our Winona as pickled. Who's not Australian, but I'm going to claim her for the episode. Angus, is that half an hour of bullshit out of the way? We can finally talk about the stuff half we an hour actually of even want to more talk bullshit. about. No, no, stop the bullshit so we can get back on our bullshit. Oh, sorry. We, we, we stopped talking about bullshit. Now um, let's get back on it. Last week we spoke uh, for quite some time about a little game called Super Mario Odyssey. It came out for Nintendo Switch. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, Drake, if you're listening, let us know how you're going. Yep. If it's, if, if it's not too late. I reckon he works out with it. I reckon Drake used to use Wii Fit. I reckon Drake used Wii Fit and treated it like a proper gym set. (laughs) That'd be so great if, like, at every show before performing, he brings out the the, the board. It's on his rider. He's like must have one Wii Fit board. Yeah, two um, motion Wii Pro. No, was it the Motion Plus? (laughs) Plus. Fuck. And the head tracker. Remember they started doing like weird shit. Remember they wanted to do that one that you the finger, the finger, and measured how scared you were. Your pulse for horror games. I like that. That was an Iwata original. Miss you. Um, but right, uh, if only he had a pulse. Miss you, Awada. That's fucked. <laughs> no, it's sad. I wish he was alive. He died. I meant that's a, like that was a nice thing to say. Okay. It was like I wish he was here. Right. It was just using what was there to say it. Okay. It was like it's like you get a few words. It's now, like I wish that we had a shovel attachment so you could dig ourselves out of this hole you've dug. <laughs> there was. Was there shovelware? <laughs> like, the half of the Wii was shovelware. Yeah. Um, so Super Mario Odyssey came out a couple of weeks ago, um, and we have played a ton of it. Um, Some I, more than others. I've had to stop playing it because uh, I <laughs> your I marriage is crumbling. No, it just like it just took over my entire life, and uh, you know I'm 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 well past his marriage is fine. Someone, yeah, just, yeah. someone just glanced over then as if you were like, <laughs> he's fine. They've got two yeah, kids. They're both fine. We're yeah. good. We're great. Uh, we're the best we've ever been. Best ever. Healthy. It's so After great. that Rihanna show, we play Mario together. We watch anime together. I got a, Two I got kids a big in and old you play Mario with each other like you. You got a I got a big old weeb wife now. Wow, um, waifu. I think the wa- correct word you. is waifu wife. Waifu. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we, last week we did we, we kind of stopped from going into details about what happens once you hit post credits. That's what we're doing now. Mario. And I mean, I think the longer we leave it, it's not like Breath of the Wild. Like Breath of the Wild, the, the big Nintendo game at the start of the year, the Zelda game. Like you know, that's a game that takes a long time to finish. You can finish. Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. in like six Eight hours, hours or, or less. Yeah. Like it, it's it's really really simple. The game almost encourages you to just can be. thunder through it. It's what I love about um, <clears throat> this new era of Nintendo. They're making. I was thinking about. It. I remember they did this rather unsuccessfully with the Mario Galaxies and the 3D World and Land. That they were in this business of making games for. Let's. It's not really for hu- idiots. For idiots and but, hardcore gamers yeah. and hardcore. Not in a capital H. I'm going to use a lowercase H here. Thank you. And no, you're welcome. And what uh, was interesting about that was, I think they're trying to make this game that would uh, appeal to everybody. So what they did, if you died a few times, had that fucking annoying white suit thing. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, if you've died five times, you can now yeah. wear an invincible suit and never die again. And that was them not quite cracking it. Whereas I find now it is where they're like, let's make a huge game, but let's make the story 
10% of the game and you can get through that and be... And have this satisfying end, like... Yeah, and if you're not a hardcore gamer, that'll take you 12 hours, 15 hours, maybe, just to get through that. And then that, to you, is the game. Because when I was a kid, finishing Nintendo 64... Sorry, uh, Mario 64 seemed impossible. Yeah. like I got 120. It took me probably six months. Yeah. And I, I love that, like, this is, like... You know, it isn't... It's not... It's not super duper easy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But, like, there are easier moons that you can get to progress instead of, like, you know, having to yeah. find... Yeah, but if you want to be a completionist, then there's some fucked things you've got to do if you oh want 990. So, I've, I, I've tapped out. I'm just shy of 700 moons. That's pretty great. Um, I will revisit it at some point, but I, uh, I just had to just have a break from, from it. because too it, close. It was getting a bit grindy. You're just too close. Too close to what? Too close to the source. You know, you've got to take some time away. When you get too close to something, you've got to go, I need a breather. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I fucking love the game. Yeah. And, that's um, a masterpiece. We, 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 we've, we've both raved about it. When I, I finally I decided, when I put it down and I was like, that's enough, I spent three hours just thinking, thinking about, about it. Thinking about it? <laughs> just the other day, I was walking to like the supermarket and there was like a Bowser, like one of those parking things, not a huge reptilian uh, villain. And I just immediately thought of, throwing my hat on it and becoming it to fling myself and I was like oh no I, I can't do that it's it's a video game yeah um, video games aren't real um, so, sure. so look I'm like 300 in like yep. I'm going much more liberally I'm playing it like twice a week maybe at the moment like yeah I've been Stranger Things occupied a lot of my weekend and I've been playing it but maybe at only like 15 minute intervals here and there yeah I was playing for about 6 hours a day yeah. since it came out Yeah, which is not Heaps. healthy <laughs> well it's fine man it makes my going to the Drake show by myself seem... I am feeling a little better about that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this um, Mario game, something really cool happens once you get, um, once you get past the credits. Oh, um, let's just say now, we're going to spoil the territory. We're going to go into spoiler territory. Yeah, if we you, have if to. If you We've haven't played it and you plan to, 
Um, please, uh, you know, don't get angry at us for continuing this when we've warned you, okay? Yeah. We've warned you. But that said, I feel like this is the kind of game that even hearing us talk about all of our favorite things, there are that many things that we will forget to or miss talking about or maybe oh, things yeah. that we haven't even discovered yet. Yeah. That there's infinite amount of things that can make you fall in love with this game. There's so much happiness. Even just, dis- you know, discovering the things that we're talking about for yourself, I think it'll be fulfilling. So I wouldn't, this isn't like us spoiling the end of a movie. I, I would just say, just continue listening. Continue listening. Like, I mean, if you're a Mario diehard to, to the things. same amount, if, if you're the same Mario diehard that we are, you would have already played it. Yeah. But so if we, you're not, what do you want to talk about? Like, keep listening because it'll encourage you to get it. Favorite things? <laughs> um, well, let's talk about um, the progression. The I, I would love to break through all of our favorite kingdoms. Yeah. Um, and I would love to talk about um, uh, the three moments that. I think we're the most brilliant part of the story mode, I guess. Sure, okay, um, yeah. And I want to kick it off with, um, we talked about New Donk City, which cool. is the kind of like, I guess the middle point of the game. I'd say that's like a <coughs> definite middle point. Um, it's, it's you know, what if Mario real life, to quote I think our Metro good friends. Kingdom is separately, uh, is, is uh, literally the middle, uh, the middle kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, like Mario in a GTA game, basically. A simplified yeah. GTA, New York. More LA noir. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, New York noir. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, there are big yellow taxis. New Fuck City. <laughs> you can climb up all these the skyscrapers. Can we, can we call it New Fuck City? New Fuck City, perfect. I yeah. love it. Um, just make sure that Kevin Smith hasn't tweeted that in the past, because I think he may have. Are you kidding me? Um, but uh, so after you kind of, in each of the kingdoms you visit, there are like these kind of missions that you have to do. You don't actually have to do them. You can, no, you just you have to get ignore, an X amount of moons. And to you can completely ignore the main. All. You don't have to do any of the bosses. You can just, uh, you can just find random moons yeah. or like, you know, do fun games and get moons that way to progress through the game. But in New Donk City, you, ha- you meet up with the mayor who is Pauline, who you might remember from the Donkey Kong games. Yeah, if she you're was, 45. <laughs> <laughs> she is the... Uh, She's the, only in Donkey Kong 1. Yeah, and then she's also in the Donkey Kong March of the Mini Games. Donkey, sure. Donkey, Kong, Donkey Kong versus Mario, whatever those names oh, are. Oh, yeah. Um, Pauline is her name, and she, she's kidnapped by Pauline Donkey Pauline is Kong. her name, and she hears to say, being mayor of the city is my way. <laughs> um, and uh, It's got sunny over there. Dude, it's always sunny in the sports bar. It's always sunny in the sports bar. That's a great name for it. Oh, my God. Hulkster's on TV. The wrestling, the wrestling screen is probably the best screen to sit in front of. Better than the hockey one, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, better moustaches. So when you, when you get to New York City, Mayor Pauline's like, "I need you to help me find these musicians." Yeah, and you got to get like a bass player, a trumpet player, a drummer, and some other thing. And then they each time you find them, they go to the, the like to town hall. Yeah, and they just they're start rehearsing. jamming in there. Yeah, that's a jam session. And like as, as you add more musicians, more more crowd gathers to watch them. They start clapping along. Yeah, and then you finally assemble them. And uh, and she's like, "All right, now it's time for the celebration. Are you ready for the celebration?" And it is this celebration of, you know, 35 of years of Mario. Nintendo, Mario. Yeah. And, and it, specifically Mario and Donkey Kong. So you, because as we said last week. Get the, back um, to his roots, baby. There, there are moments within the game where you jump into the wall and it's an 8-bit version of Mario that's incorporated into the level. This, a la uh, Between Two Worlds. Between no. two, yeah, Between Two Ferns. Yeah. Zelda Between, between Two, two Ferns. Uh, Link, Link, Link Between, between worlds. worlds. Between Two Worlds. <laughs> The fuck am I talking about? Um, and uh, this eight-bit version within the um, within the uh, the celebration part of New Donk City is uh, New Fuck City. New Fuck City. Sorry, my apologies. New Fuck City. Um, you know, Mayor Pauline's got her band together, and she's playing that song that's in the trailer. Here yeah. we go. Da da da. Jump superstar. What's it called? Da, da. Yeah, jump, jump up superstar. Or something jump like up that. superstar. It's freedom like you never knew. Um, it's a very good song. It's a good and song. And so she's playing that as you do these great eight-bit Donkey Kong. 
esque levels. Yeah, and the whole city's under construction, so like the Donkey Kong level kind of like adds cadence as to why there would be all these pipes and all these like floating platforms everywhere. So it all lines up, and then you get to the end, and you essentially do the Donkey Kong level. You got to jump over oil barrels, all two D, mind you, your pixels, while everyone else is watching and cheering you on. And it's beautiful. I and teared up. I was like, this I, is gorgeous. I straight up teared up. I was yeah, like, we you got to get sneaking. in here. you got to see this. I'm pretty sure this. we spoke about this last week, but I love talking about it again. And yeah, I teared up and it was great. Did we talk about it at length? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the actual I think we celebration. Did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I loved it. It was so good. Um, so the second thing that I loved the most um, yeah. is, uh, you know, obviously Bowser is the main villain oh, yeah. in this. He's kidnapped Peach. He wants to marry her. Um, and you, you, you go against him a couple times throughout the game. At one point... You know, it's really new age, this moment. I wanna, yeah. I mean, it's like when someone says, like, but what is the bully, why does the bully act that way? <laughs> and it was that, literally. Um, you eventually get to his castle, which is extremely exciting. Um, and, uh, On the moon? In the moon? Oh, wait, so it's before. Before you get to his castle... Oh, sorry. Um, he meets you, um, and you, go, you get thrown onto... He knocks you out it's of the sky all the time. Lost Kingdom. Yeah. And uh, Lost, like, on Lost Kingdom, you have to verse a, you have to fight a dragon, a photorealistic dragon. Yeah, it first. looks like something out of like some people. I've heard people describe it as like a Dark Souls esque level. Say, super Remi- Dark reminds Souls. me of like Final Fantasy, yeah. like a Square Enix game. It's very classic um, fantasy dragon, like not cartoony, not like big eyes and a dumb smile. It's on like, this like decrepit, like you insane. know, old world. Yeah, you've never seen Mario there. Like it looks like something out of a Zelda game, which would have not been made by it, like a Zelda clone. Yeah, totally, like a Dark Siders. Um, yeah. and. I'm a motherfucking dark sider. That's what they Hell say yeah, about bro. me, man. In the sports bar, they go, <laughs> hey, comes the, the dark sider. Is here. Hey, but, but like the dragon still follows the like classic, you know, hit him three times, follow yeah. the patterns. It's Mario. Uh, it's, it's, where it's, where it's, all Mario bosses go. But I love I loved that moment. It was great. And, and I, I'm going back. I forgot about that. See, this is it. Even between us. Yeah. I've forgotten that level. You're able to go back and um and and fuck and the dragon re- and fuck the dragon on, on e- fuck every city. kingdom, <laughs> but you can vo- revisit all the kingdoms and most of them are quite fleshed out. Unfortunately, there's only like ten moons to be found on uh, on the lost. Yeah, kingdom. there's some mini one like that in the cloud kingdom. Sorry, is it, no, it's called is it called Damage Kingdom? No, it's, called, <laughs> it's yeah, Jared Leto is the boss. <laughs> well, no, what is it called? It's called like. I think Lost Kingdom's fine. No, no, Lost Kingdom is Forgotten? the one that you don't like with the um with the dino- where you, beca- where you oh, control okay. the dinosaur. It just looks weird. It looks is like it? ass compared to the rest of the game. I'll, I'll remember it. It's I'm called, mad enough to say oh, that. It's called, it's called like something Damage Kingdom or something like that. No, Jared Leto. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. I got I got the switch with me. Click. Oh, he said he was never playing it again. And this this guy's an open. addict. I'm playing this game called Time Recoil that I quite like, but I'm gonna quit it now. Sorry, Time Recoil. Um, but I loved the, the look of that kingdom was was incredible. Yeah, it looked insane. And, and that, you know me, the one. That was far more of like a holy shit you've never seen Mario in this kind of scenario before than New Fuck City was. Yeah, you know what? It'd, it'd be interesting if like they showed that in the trailer instead. You know, it's like the, this whole game I just found was putting Mario in like there was obviously some very classic looking levels that are distinctly Nintendo, but we purposely are not in the Mushroom Kingdom, and I thought that was so yes. great. And I yet. And I thought that was just a great way to, you know, highlight the way, uh, um, I guess it's the graphical prowess. Like, this is something they could, you know, the, the reason the Mushroom Kingdom or levels used to look like the way they did was, you know, what it was a compromise between vision and also limitations, you know? Like, yeah, sure. Make a cloud big and goofy with eyes and make a flower, like, big and goofy with eyes. Like, that was, like, the mandate. <laughs> but now we're hitting an era where you can be more photorealistic and you can do this type of stuff. And it's... um. I think it just means like it was really the first time they could be like, cool, let's put Mario in a place that's really going to... Ruined Kingdom. You were close. I was, you I was not piece far of off shit. with Damaged Kingdom. It was pretty good. 
Um, yeah, that was a big moment. Um, and then um, I so, we should talk about another one. And so that, that, that happens, yeah, um, just before you hit, get to Bowser's Kingdom. Then you go through Bowser's Kingdom, which is this amazing. Like um, we didn't talk about this last week. It's probably one of my favorite kingdoms. But like, um, it's like a feudal J- Japan kind of style. Yes, I love that one. It's Bowser's Castle. Bowser's one. Castle. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. You get to control this amazing bird um, who sticks his nose out and and his beak out, and you can like climb. Yeah, walls we talked about it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so great. Um, and then uh, you eventually fight Bowser on the moon. Um, which is like kind of like the, the moon big kingdom, the which moon is kingdom. kind of like I was like, oh, I picked that out when I first got the game. I was like, there's a moon there. Do you, 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 Angus was like, do you go to the moon? And I was like, I'm not telling you. Yeah, which I was like, always means there. yes. Yeah, yeah. It was um, um, like a very somber, serious version of Mario Galaxy. Like it's not cute, and it's, yeah, like, it's yeah. just like it's gray. just the moon. It's like very not pretty, which I like and appreciate it. I loved, and, and then like for the, all, the, all the kingdoms past that point, including the bonus ones that you unlock. They're all moons. They're all on the moon. Like Except the, the, the dark side of the moon one. and the darker side of the moon. Except for one. Um, which is... Oh yes, the, very true. We'll talk about that um, in a moment. Uh, um, but but the, then they all play with uh, low gravity, which, yeah. is, which is really funny, especially, to, especially when you do 8-bit. Yeah, the 8-bit low gravity stuff is so fucking great. Um, so I loved a bit on Bowser's Kingdom on the moon, and I can't believe I never once thought of this while playing the game. So, you you know, you get through beating Bowser, the classic. And oh, Did I, you enjoy that, that boss battle, by the way? It was great. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 It really, you, it reminded you, me you so much. you control his hat and then punch the shit out of him. Yeah, and you have to hit him on the edge of the arena, which is such a throwback to Mario 64, where you totally. pick him up by the tail and throw him to hit those, you know, the, the hurt points, <laughs> whatever you will call it. But I just can't believe... I'm, I'm, maybe I'm stupid or something. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I was so surprised and just so gleefully in awe of just like, oh, how did I think of that? So you, you, you beat Bowser, he's his collapsed. Hat knocked off. His hat gets knocked off. He's, you know, he's, his big white hat. And he's knocked out. He's, he's out cold. He's out and cold. And whole and thing's collapsing on you and, and it's Peach so And like, big. what are we going to do, Mario? And I was like, fuck, what oh, are we going to do? You just see, you're, you're actually like, fuck, what do I do? Yeah, Am I going to try and hit oh this god. wall down myself? Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, Bowser's not wearing his hat. And then you become Bowser. You throw your hat at Bowser and, and then it, it zooms in. Which is something that you haven't seen since you first took over the you frog know what at the very me start. Of? Fucking Majora's Mask. Like I said, like when you become yeah, the, yeah, the, it's the like Deku, quite horrific. Like yeah, yeah. Mario's like mind fucking Bowser. This, as you zoom in, it, it, it every it iteration, does, it does every, every iteration of Mario versus Bowser. You see from him the in like you know the old Bowser from Mario Brothers One. You see Mario Brothers Three. Mario Brothers World. You see him in World in the Flying Thing. You see 64, him in Sixty Four. You see him in Galaxy. Like yeah. you see, it just goes like and it's like. It's like this really is a celebration of yep. all things Mario. And then you have to get the hell out of there by being Bowser, and it's amazing. And a, it's and so a fun. J-pop song starts yeah. playing. Yeah, yeah, this like <laughs> guitar-based J-pop song. Yeah, and this is something that you would have only seen in like a stupid mod or something. You know what I mean? Like a Smash Brothers. Now you can play as Buster Bunny from Tiny Toons. Hack <laughs> like stuff like that. It was like that, except legit and like. Just it's so good, like man, yeah, it was such a joyful moment. I, I was, was like, really oh, hoping that where do they go from here? Like you've now have to finish a Mario game as Bowser. Like, where do you go from here? I was really hoping that you would have to take over him at, at other points throughout the game in the post right. unlock stuff. Okay. Um but uh I mean I was happy with that as a spectacular finale. Uh, that, those those were the finale. my three favorite moments. The celebration yeah. at New Fox City, the uh versing the dragon and then um taking over Bowser. I, I think my other so I, I share two with you. The New Donk City and also the um, Bowser taking over. But this this might sound basic or something, but just my other biggest surprise is just how Nintendo... And this sounds a little altruistic and not as exciting maybe or like detail-oriented. It's just the way they're taking a look at this formula, which they've been so protective of. Mario must wear this. Mario must do that. And just letting you do... Like even the choice now, and this is so menial, but 
is something Nintendo would never have done, like let you choose the music for which world you're in. Yeah, stuff toss, like that. Yeah, like they're just totally. really letting you now. Like you can be a fucking skeleton with a sombrero on, or you can be Waluigi. Like you, the amount of skins you can get in this game, the, the, just the fact they're embracing it and really embracing that history, and it's it's beautiful. It's just it's so nice and refreshing. And I'm just thinking about Nintendo. What we used to speak about Nintendo on the podcast a year ago, where we were just going, "Why Nintendo? Like, what why are, are you doing?" doing? And yeah. Like, this podcast started during the darkest era of Nintendo's timeline, you know? Like, and now we're easily the brightest. I just can't think of trying to tell us this a year ago. Just like, it's okay. Yeah, you know I know, what right? I mean? You guys like, are going to be fine. I want to tap on the bookshelf like an interstellar and tell Levin's, us... you won't have to talk about some weird pocket card game jockey game. Yeah, and like game. try to pretend to like it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, that was it. And now playing a game... Now, man, it just... Mario platforming too, and this again comes down to it. Again, it's not as detail-oriented as exciting, but... Having played so many 3D platformer clones and stuff, just the weight of Mario, the physics, like, it's such a fine-tuned game. Like, you know what I mean? You, you play some games and the jumping feels off. I know the Crash uh, critiques this year were just how the jumps feel weird. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot jumping sucks. Where you play Mario and just the weight. That's what I mean. It sounds so weird, but just... And, you know, Mario looked thick when he's in his seaside outfit with his little shorts on. I, I like that. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what Daddy likes. It's, a, it's, it's very kind. But yeah, just just playing a platformer that's just so finely tuned. Like these guys are the experts, and I, I just can't imagine now what this means for people who are trying to make three D platformers while b- this game was being developed. Like they're just probably going like, "Fuck!" Like if this game alone was just becoming taking over villains, like that's enough. But there's like three or four super big new concepts in this game, which are enough to just make you go like, "Man, where do you go from here?" Like they introduced maybe a, a more um, like a more controlled Nintendo back in the day would have been like, all right, we'll only do one feature per game and roll these out. But now it's like, let's just do it. We've got them while they're here. Yeah, yeah. And I love this new like Nintendo of just being like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it a really exciting. And going time. to the Mushroom Kingdom was the other one for <laughs> well, me. So yeah, once once you fin- once you beat Bowser, because even though I was appreciating the art style of this game, and I was like, man, it's so photorealistic and like Cascade Kingdom and. Uh, new donk like not photorealistic but as photorealistic as a switch pr- can probably get I was like I do miss seeing those little fucking toads and what would you do if you got there and it was like the uh, the new Super Mario Brothers style art Mushroom Kingdom goes I hate that music I, I hate just, that art so much um, the 3D sprites so after you finish the game you go back to Peach's Castle and it's a pretty much a modern reimagining of the hub world of Mario 64 at least the first floor of the castle like, yeah yeah there's the moat there's everything there's the hedge the there's, garden there's bunnies there's bunnies and it's just insane and there's no longer moons there's stars and there's Yoshi on the roof of the castle just like when you used to get up 120 so before you got to that kingdom did you find the painting that transports you there no which takes you to Yoshi's in, hub in the luncheon did you find it yeah in the luncheon kingdom wow. so before and I was like oh my god they've got the luncheon kingdom in so this game I didn't game. know it was coming yeah it was, I what, had a feeling what, though what a cool tease to, yeah. drop, to drop in the game wow so yeah, yeah you, 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 like way earlier in the game when you're at a kingdom called the luncheon kingdom you uh you find a painting and paintings transport you to different kingdoms. Again, another huge ode to Mario 64. Yeah, Again, fully. this game borrows from so many motifs. And mostly, 64. <laughs> mostly 64. Mostly uh, 64. Um, sunshine never happened. <laughs> yeah. I was actually bummed out. I was actually quite hoping for... Oh, well, I wanted a flood level. Like, well, yeah, there was a boss like fight the on... The seaside um, level that really reminded me that was of flood. A, that, was, that was totally a flood level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Quibby's got another two soda waters. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
uh, table service at the sports bar, guys. Yeah, so it's, we're going to keep that in place. because this is a real place. This is this is mise en scene. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, when, when you get to the Mushroom Kingdom, um, you can also buy Mario's uh, like 64 poly, Polygon sixty four and the Metal outfit. Mario outfit. Yeah, so you've, you've unlocked the Metal Mario yeah, yeah, outfit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's just it's awesome and just. The way, yeah, again, this ties back into what I was saying earlier where this game is made for people who want to, you know, breeze through a cool little story, Mario platformer. That's fine. And maybe this now means they will stop fractioning the franchise and stop doing, like, the 3D worlds and new games, which I, while I thought were, like, top-tier examples almost of their type. But, you know, something like Rayman Legends was a better platformer than a new Mario Brothers Definitely. game. And that was a problem because Mario was always the leader in platforming. I would love an, a strict 2D Mario game, um, but with the same imagination that Rayman Legends or even just the 8-bit ver- bits yeah. that you play in, in Odyssey gets. It would be great. I It'd definitely be, think they are Or 16-bit. Too... I'd like a 16-bit. Oh, I'm yeah, a big sure. fan You're of right. the Super Mario yeah, art, yeah, yeah. world art. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. I would love if, for them to revisit Super Mario World or Super yeah. Mario Brothers 3. Um, yeah. The Golden Children. Art, like, that would be it's so It's funny great. how there's like... The cla- like we all love three, we all love world, we all love we all 64. Love 64. Um, I love Galaxy. I know it's not everyone's game for some well, reason. Well, so that, that was like the big thing that a, a, a big criticism of this game is that it does feel very short. Um, if you listen to um, our good friend Tommy, the Egg Dasselow, you know he, he was. But is that because it's an option? Like it well, can be short. Yeah, but I think you know he 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 devoured all the videos in the lead up to this. So, so you, I was very sparing I, with it. I, I'm the same. I'm, I'm doing the same thing for Star Wars. Yeah, I, I'm, I've watched I, the new trailer twice, I think. I've not, yeah, I mean, I'm not watching... You, you've, I don't read any article now about Last I don't, Jedi. I don't read anything, anything about, about I'm it. Done. No, I'm I out. Don't. I'm the same. Um, but, I just uh, want to go on cold. Yeah, so he, he, you know, he, there, were, there really weren't that many new kingdoms. I guess he was expecting way more, co- way more kingdoms as opposed to new content within the kingdoms, which I was re- really satisfied with. Yeah. Um, but and I, and I was like, oh, you know, what are you fucking talking about, Tommy? It's such a good game. Like, blah, blah. It's so enormous, the amount of things you can do. And I now, after thinking about Galaxy and Galaxy 2 and how linear those were, where, you know... Galaxy were, 2 in particular. There were only, like, two or three things you could do on each galaxy that you yeah, visited. Yeah, then you fuck off and, and go you to fu- the next one. Um, I, I, I get why you would think that, but I guess it's, it's just... It's not that kind of game. It's about, like... There's no such thing as true open world either. Like, we're yeah. being presented... Galaxy 2 in particular in this, two very different versions of open world. One was somewhat on rails, but the worlds might have felt a bit more free, where this one is, like, less on rails, but the worlds might seem more restricted. You know what I mean? They're, like, different versions of open world. Well, I mean, like, like, like you were if saying, you how, how you, game, you, you can't do true open world. You miss that there's a hub world, but I, would, I, I said that all the, all the kingdoms themselves are you know, hub as soon as you said yeah. that, I, I, that yeah. something clicked, and I was like, oh, you're completely right. Yeah, and so, like, I think, like, Odyssey, like, I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's, like... Definitely a ten out of ten game for me. Um, I don't oh. know if it's it'll better. age phenomenally. I don't know if it's better than sixty four for me. Like when I when I think about it, again, um, it's a tough conversation or, because or you World, can't, or even maybe even Galaxy Two might sneak up, sneak above it. You've got um, to decouple like nostalgia and all that stuff. And that's impossible. I could just say they all they all tie for me. But what I do think is that this is them actually playing it safe. This is them proving to everyone that they can do an incredibly tight, imaginative 3D platformer. I think they had to win people back after the new games and after the Sunshine, 3D worlds. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I really think they had to say to people, "We can still do this." Um, and I, I, I reckon, like, well, I, now the engines there, they can just do a sequel. And and there are a few things that were missing. Riding um, Yoshi, Luigi. Well, okay, so you unlock Yoshi. Yoshi's on top of the. Um, but you become Yoshi, and to me, that was a little. Yeah. Mario 64 DS. I want to ride but, Yoshi. Yeah, but that would be weird if, like, you. you oh, I guess you ride the motorbikes. But you also rode Yoshi and Galaxy. Yeah, I know that, but I mean, it would be weird if you spent an entire game becoming things and then you just suddenly ride Yoshi. 
And I guess also like Yoshi is his own person now And that was kind of slavery Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean Now yeah. Yoshi has been elevated You just to take over his mind it's Yoshi fine. just got the vote yeah, So yeah. And Yoshi can finally marry So now like The last thing I want to do is ride him I do get that Yeah <laughs> um, You know what I want I want that motherfucking yellow cape back yeah, that was. The, I, I would love to. You don't get to fly much in this game. I'd love to fly. You glide and it's hard. The gliding, the gliding dinosaurs. Sucks. That's the worst capture in yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, so Luigi is missing. That is a big, big thing. I was expecting to unlock him at some point. Um, once you finish the game and you get three hundred um, moons, DLC? you unlock a um, Luigi costume. No, no, no. You unlock the the uh, the dark side of the moon, oh, which yeah. is like a boss rush m- mode, which is really fun. It's the brutals, isn't it? Yeah, the brutals, and, and then the the some mech the- brutal is like the yeah. last thing. And, and but you verse them as. Um, Hammer Bros. Yeah. And it's actually easier. It's really yeah. fun. Um, and then once you get 500 moons, you And if you, you got unlock... that goddamn peach emoji... Uh, sorry, peach amiibo. Yeah. <laughs> God mode, baby. Um, How often did you use that? Um, I didn't until I'd finished boss rush mode. Yeah, right. Um, and then I I, then I, I, don't, I didn't even realize that, that it did give me... Um, the six hearts. Six hearts yeah. whenever I wanted it. But there are a few challenges that I, that I needed her for, to be honest. Same. So. I, used, I found towards the end, I'm like, now I'm going like, oh... Use it before I enter a world or something, and you just get that extra. All the weird challenges, like especially whenever there was like lava or something like that, and I always hit my butt and got fire. I finally, I finally worked out the when you when you light your butt on fire when you're Mario, you don't don't touch the joystick because yeah, because he, he pushes he, you around exactly. Just don't touch it. And you hit, do it. He does stops. like short little jumps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, finally, it took, took me like how many years to figure that out? Sixty nine. Yeah, sixty nine <laughs> years. Of course. Ten years. Um, and when you unlock 500 moons, you unlock the darker side of the moon, which yeah. is like this un- just stupidly hard level. What is it? Level. I haven't got that. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a challenge level, basically, but it's like I haven't, I've gotten halfway through it and died. It's so goddamn what, hard. What does it just present like crazy shit at you? Just, it's, it's, like, it's, it's amazing. Like, like first you have to like uh, jump across a bunch of poles over lava and the poles are like descending as you touch them. Um, and then there's like you've got to jump over these big waves. So like the of really stress-inducing moments of the game. <clears throat> yep, just in one after the other, yeah, and, and wow. like you get through one, and then you die, and then you can't get up to that point again for forty more lives. You know, like, yeah, yeah, fuck. Every time you do it, you lose ten coins. Like, damn it! I wish yeah. I bought all the costumes first. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. Um, but uh, it's really fun. I, I will, I will tackle it one day. Um, but uh, yeah, look, Luigi's missing from the game. I thought for sure because you unlocked him actually quite early in Galaxy, Galaxy Two. Galaxy Two, yeah. Um, you unlocked him after 120 stars in the first Galaxy game. Um, but uh, I was kind of I was expecting to meet him halfway, um, and uh, I heard someone describe the final boss battle as this great moment between two old friends. And, you were and like, I was like, Oh, oh my god, Luigi's going to show up and save the day! No. But instead, it's about you know saying that Bowser's actually your friend. Yeah, um, which is true. Did you love that weird that kind yeah. of weird moment where, where like, I don't need Peach is an independent you. woman at the end? I thought um, that was like you know it was a simple but nice touch. While she was still a damsel uh, in distress, at the least at the end, she was like, I you know I owe you nothing. I'm going to travel the world. Yep. Uh, and just got a one way ticket to New Fuck City. And then yeah, you, you um you got to then find you got to go go and find her in each one of the kingdoms. And actually, yep. that's actually one of my favorite things that I've done. Yeah, because she's got a different outfit as well, like you in each uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, setting. That's right. Do you? How do you? I want to talk to you like. What do you do with outfits? I'm so bizarre. Like me with fonts. Like when I go to a new city, I totally dress to try and blend in. I get like really weird and like, I'm just like, oh, I'm in the samurai. Well, now I'm going to be a samurai. Yeah, a bunch of our listeners were saying that um, they, whenever like they take Mario to the snow level, they always put him in warm clothes because he looks cold. Yeah, yeah, I do that. vice versa. I literally do it. The seaside one. Um, I wanted to say, what was your favorite outfit? Have we done that last Um, week? A little bit. I love the the pirate, pirate one, the samurai. Um, and I love when you finish when you finish the boss mode, you unlock this like regal oh, the king, king one, outfit, yeah. and that's probably my favorite. I love the aviator one. 
from the Lost Kingdom. The oh, like, yeah, leather yeah. jacket and the like flying hat. Like I love that. That's real good. Um, I'm also a big fan. I think is it like the Mario paint outfit just because it brings back super nostalgic memories. Totally. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's so many good ones. Like yeah. none of them are bad, really. Yeah, none are bad. Um, but like, so Luigi's missing. I was really bummed out he wasn't in there. But you know who else is missing? Mm. There's no booze. There's no ghost oh. house. Yeah. That's like oh. been such an important part of, of Mario. It would have been great games. if there was like a ghost house on New Donk well, City. So what if we get Super Luigi Odyssey and it's wow. all fucking spooky? <laughs> Yeah, wow. Or okay. like some DLC and it's like the ghost house. You've got to find Luigi. And well, you know why we didn't get Luigi. the ghost house? And this ties into my... Th- They're Mushroom Kingdom. And we didn't weren't in the Mushroom Kingdom to that very last part. So all yeah. these bosses, besides the Goombas, are things we haven't really seen before. I just like... Uh, for me, that the ghost levels, especially the music. I know you like... Dun, 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 uh, it's like... Yeah, it's so great. The SNES one's so good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the booze. That was a much better boo impersonation than me. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, the booze. Were, you know what? You're completely right. Maybe, maybe they're saving it for Luigi's Mansion or something. I don't know. Yeah, but th- th- they were like for me. Like I actually realized that the Luigi's booze were Mansion missing before Lu- I realized that Luigi was missing. <laughs> just I love the booze. The booze, like the booze in the ghost house levels, they're my favorite. Yeah, and they were like by far the best levels in 3D Land and 3D World. Yeah, the ghost levels yes. in those are so good. There was a great one. There was a great. Was it in 3D World? There was like a feudal Japan level. Oh yeah, that's 3D World. That's not yeah, yeah not booze. That's Goombas though. That's so good. And, yeah. and whenever you if, you if you tap the um the gong, yeah, um, it, like they things all break happen. Out yeah, that's yeah. yeah, fucking. That was a great, great level. That's the best level in 3D World. Yeah, that was, that was hands down the greatest. And that, that, that's why I liked Bowser's Castle so much in Odyssey because it yeah. reminded me so much of that. Yeah, it's nice when Nintendo embraces their like cultural heritage rather than being a fat Italian dude <laughs> <laughs> or a Mexican. Yeah, Mamma Mia. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean like I love also when you finish You're seeing all the characters In each other's worlds mm. That's a nice thing So good And, and just like a, You know, you can track down Peach um, In each kingdom You also track down The Traveller And he's, he's yes. like a, He's someone from the Sand Kingdom In a sombrero yeah. That's being driven around Everywhere by a guy From New Fuck City In the, um, in the taxi It's the best <laughs> New Fuck City Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Have you got a favourite Or least Or even, even if you've got Any criticisms um, I mean it's hard to be, I find it hard like to have an, even though it's been a week or two weeks almost, like I'm still formulating my stuff. I do, I love the fact that you don't have, like, I hate the racing levels for some reason in it. Like, which I really is, uh, get stressed out by them, the Cooper Racing ones. Yeah, but which is hilarious because um, in our uh, in our hot takes group, um, all of the all of our I listeners are like versing each other trying yeah. to get the best time. I just find like I get that, but I just I just don't like them. Like I'm just like I'm more of an explorer in the games, and I guess this encourages you to explore, so you learn shortcuts and stuff, but. They just to me that's not fun. That's not why I play a Mario game. So, but I love the fact I don't have to play them. Like that's what I was. Gonna, it's not a criticism, but I love the fact I can be like I, I can, can play the whole it. game and not do totally. it. You don't. You don't that's have to do the hundred skipping rope challenge. Yeah, like there's no stuff yeah, like I, that. I, I can guarantee I, I, I will never actually finish Mario because of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that one. Challenge on. I, I like the races, but they're the. There's a there's a volleyball challenge. There's the skipping rope challenge. They both suck. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. It's not me. Um, no, criticism, I have none. Like, it's maybe I will in a few years or whatever, but right now it's the honeymoon period. I have a new 3D Mario game. Like, fuck, it's out. It came out when they said it would. It's fantastic. It's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing game. Like, I feel to have a criticism of this. It works in a fucking portable device. Like, holy shit, this game is crazy. Like, it's still Amer- I'm still in awe of the Switch. Yeah. It's a miracle device. So on that note, what's better, Mario Odyssey or Zelda Breath of the Wild? Um, I'm going to go with Breath of the Wild just because it was the first of Nintendo's flagship titles to come out on the Switch 
but also the first one which showed Nintendo this new era, this greater thing of we're changing formulas and we're not afraid to do that. And Breath of the Wild did that so boldly. However, I've been thinking about this a lot. The thing with the Odyssey, it's the first of these games truly made for Switch. Yeah, sure. So I'm playing this going, this is a true Switch game. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that said, I think Breath of the Wild looks better in uh, handheld mode than uh, Mario Odyssey does. Okay. And weirdly, like that, yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 haven't, I haven't played it in handheld enough to notice that, but I can see why. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild, I never noticed that much of a degrading quality. Actually, at all. Like, besides, like, a small amount of lag when you yeah. took down too many um, explosions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they fixed, I think, eventually with yeah. um, updates. But um, Breath of the Wild really lent itself to handheld play yeah. in a way that Mario Odyssey doesn't as well, I think. Yeah. Again, there are two very different celebrations of Zelda. While this Nintendo one's more about looking back... Sorry, the Mario one I found is more about looking back at what Mario was and celebrating that this new Breath of the Wild game is a complete like middle finger to all the, all the past yeah like again, we've said this Zelda the, middle finger to the, the, the past the fact he's wearing a blue tunic without a hat like everything Stink is different to the past yeah and so I still have to say Breath of the Wild yeah I, I agree with you I think I love that both of games are so much about explore, exploration mm. and discovery um, and puzzle solving but I think um, just the immersiveness that Breath of the Wild was able to like you know just yeah. suck me into yeah i don't think any game has ever done that and i'll be very very happy if another game does it in yeah. my lifetime i'd be happy if it didn't though i'd be happy to have this special moment yeah um but uh, look i think it's going to be a question that we're going to be asking ourselves a couple times before the end of the year yeah. we are going to have to uh, we're going to announce some uh video game end of year end of year lists panels um, and we're actually going to get all listeners to contribute to that in a, yeah. in a cool way as well very um, cool way. so definitely stay tuned hey fam for more a little less Odyssey talk in the last two weeks. Uh, in our coming but weeks, we've continue got the Odyssey with us. That's right. As we talk about other things. Yeah, that's yeah. right. As we moon each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, Angus, this is a beautiful episode. So this good to be great. back in the sports. I know. With it's you. so good to be back. I'm hearing rock and roll. I'm hearing beers getting poured, and I'm just having a great time. Well, you're describing something that we're actually putting on for the public very ah, soon. You're right. Uh, specifically, public appearances. pop punk rock. Yes. We're doing a pop punk party uh, celebrating 20 years since Blink-182's album Dude Ranch came out. The party is called Dude Ranch. Full it's of in hits Sydney. such as Damn It and Josie. Odyssey. That's right. Um, and uh, we're playing like a bunch of just real dumb pop punk songs from like MXPX to Offspring to Green Day. Body Jar. <laughs> yeah, some Australian boys in there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Come along. Mill it's going to be a Hudson Ballroom. It's at Hudson Ballroom. 17th uh, of November. Yeah, 55 Liverpool Street in the city. Um, if you are a $10 Patreon subscriber, you actually get free tickets to this. Ridiculous. So uh, definitely... Or become right, a Patreon member. Right, yeah, or become... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you could either like spend 15 bucks like an idiot on this party well, or you could just become a $10 Patreon member. Hang out with us and our cool-ass friends in a secret chat and come to a pop-punk party. It's up to you. Um, it's next Friday, the... What is it? The 17th? 17th. Of November. We would love to see you there, fam. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about it next week. Maybe give me give a little, little of a taste of what's to come next yeah. week. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do a little mega mix at the end. I'll, uh, I will, I'll call my friend Jive Bunny up and we'll come in and we'll... Uh, come on, everybody. It was funny, man, because it was rock music from the 50s, but it was cool new styles of that. It was crazy. I just don't know how they did it. Is Jive Bunny like... I actually don't know how they did it because it was like... I did it's Google the, it and found out. It's one night. 80s, isn't it? It's like so. It's like it's it real to real tape 
stuff yeah, with like it's insane. The, yeah, yeah. People give the Avalanches a lot of credit and like the uh, Dust Brothers for the Beastie Boys. Like, man, Jive Bunny was that real shit. Like, it's not, they weren't using samples then. No, no it's all tape. It was straight yeah, up Jive yeah. Bunny. He's a 2D animal rabbit. And he was managing to do this better than any of these other dorks. But before DJs were even a thing. It's amazing. <laughs> also in the movie poster, can you put a picture of Jive Bunny in there? I love it. And, and Joe Bunny has to be saying, come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. <laughs> um, Angus, did you know that you can find us online at facebook.com slash heyfanpodcast? Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> also you can email us heyfanpodcast at gmail.com. Our Patreon page is patreon.com slash heyfam. Um, and uh, Angus is looking up Jive Bunny. There he Apple is. Music. There he is. And he's still putting out albums. We didn't even talk about your um, your iPhone X. Oh, yeah, 10. IPhone, oh, it's well, that is why you disrespected it. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about it another time. It's so great. Can, so you don't call it an X, you call it a 10? That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. But it's <laughs> cool things what they're called. <laughs> you can find Angus <laughs> online at Chimichangus. I'm yeah. at LevDog on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Come and say hello. Um, and come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. <laughs> c- c- come on, everybody. Enjoy your McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.